0: Welcome back to the Woman of Marvel podcast where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. Hey guys, it's
1: Judy. Hey dudes, it's Sana. We're singing because it's the end of the year. And no one wants us to sing because we're really bad at it. I don't know, that was fine. We, uh, do, a, we do a good karaoke mm-hmm. game. My my, I just started cracking. My voice started cracking as I did that. That was rollback. I mean,
0: I feel like talking about karaoke, let's talk about comics. Comics! <laughs> that's a good segue. So uh,
1: <laughs> our end of the year wrap up, we brought two awesome editors, Kathleen Wisneski and Alana Smith who've been with us for the last few years and um, they work in the Spider-Man and Avengers offices respectively and it's just a really great sort of return to the origins of the Marvel Universe which is comics publishing. So let's check out that conversation. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Thanks for being here guys. I love doing these end of the year wrap-ups <laughs> for multiple reasons. One, because I get to hang out with you guys, our editors, and sort of the core of the Marvel universe because that's really where everything begins is in Marvel Comics. And then also just kind of nerd out on all the stuff that we love Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that I probably missed because there's so much going on and there's so much that has happened in 2018. So just happy to have you guys here. Why don't you guys actually kick it off by just telling us a little bit about what you do, what your position is, what books you work on. And Kathleen, since you were staring at me so intently. Uh-huh. Kathleen is ready. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> ready. This
2: is more like, can I not go first stare? But Ooh, uh, no, it's bad 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 night. Night. Yeah. Not I did not stare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Such a sweet and innocent stare. I love it. <laughs> Okay. So I am an assistant editor in the Spidey office. I work on the big Spidey books. The Spidey office is sprawling in ways you might not expect, but uh, I assist executive editor Nick Glow on Amazing Spider-Man woohoo, and uh, <laughs> the, the soon-to-launch Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. And I assisted a little bit on Doctor Strange this year, and Runaways is the best book that Marvel prints. (laughs) Um, Nice plug. (laughs) And uh, yeah, just editorial assisting on Mm -hmm. books. That's what I do. Awesome. And Alana?
3: Yes, I am an associate editor in the Avengers office, which encompasses... The whole Avengers line and Cap and Iron Man and Ironheart and the Champions and probably more things that I should be doing. Fantastic and Fantastic Four And the Fantastic Four now, which was our, our new addition for this year. We're just kind of a sponge that collects a bunch of stuff that doesn't fit easily into the other offices, I think. Do do you ever
1: feel like you just forget about some of the books that you work on? Oh, yes. Or have worked on? Yes, for sure. Like,
3: I was going back through for this episode being like, what did I do this year? And some of them I was like, that can't have been this year because it feels like it was a bajillion years ago. But it was. Just a lot of things happened this year. Just wait, like, five years from now and you're
1: going (laughs) to be like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that I edited, you know, like that Morbius comic or something. <laughs> which, by the way, I did. I was like, yeah, I was like, did you do that? <laughs> sounds like it's from experience. Yes. Oh, yes. I did. You forget. But it's pretty awesome. You guys are putting out books every single week. And for those of you guys outside, outside, yes, outside. But outside also, of your outside, local podcast. Outside of your local podcast. There is a whole process of editing that you guys are probably not aware of. And Alana and Kathleen are probably hand in, God, uh, like just a handful of books a, a week uh, so to make many. sure, so <laughs> many, right, to get
0: to comic shops. And I feel like that's an important part of sort of like, we put out so many comics a month, mm-hmm. and you guys are working on them in such a f- feverish passion yeah. uh, to get them out, which is sort of where this the idea of this episode came from because we always like to do end of year and we sort of want to look back at the year, the stuff that you guys really loved, the story or
1: the creator
0: team or overall just like what came out of that or how it connected and stuff
1: like that. So, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's best coming from your guys' perspective and this is a great space for people who are, Wanting to read some new comics to get your recommendation, so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you are working on right now that you really just like love? Like what sort of stories? Uh, Kathleen, I'm going to kick it off to you since you're once again staring mm-hmm. so sweetly and intently at me. <laughs> you're
2: listening to. Well. Uh, I was trying to be polite. And it's <laughs> on once me. again, <laughs> um, so uh, working on right now, Amazing Spider Man really is fantastic comic book and i think a good one to jump onto as a totally new to comics new to spider-man whatever the case may be nick spencer does a really nice job of setting you up at the beginning of each issue we have two amazing pencilers working on it umberto ramos and ryan otley totally different but super talented uh, incredible to look at and it's sort of a back to basics approach to spider-man like this is a spider-man That you will recognize if you've watched one cartoon, if you've watched only one movie from years ago, it'll feel familiar but also fresh and exciting. And he is right now, Spencer is working up to some huge uh, stories down the line. So now is a a good time to get started because you'll be on board for some very exciting things that I can't. Talk about just yet. Um, Ooh. Suspense. Yeah, suspense. <laughs> They're actually, I was thinking about the stuff I'm most excited about right now, and a lot of it is stuff I can't talk about. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's nicely um, done. Kathleen <laughs> has many secrets. <laughs> can't tell by my polite stare, but I <laughs> um, and then, uh, what else? I wanted to Runaways is, the, it's still the best, I had, you know, nothing's changed from 10 minutes ago. When I said it was <laughs> best. And the good sort of news is that we are extended for another few issues, uh, at least. That. That's very exciting. We, we hope forever, but who knows? Um, Rainbow, the writer, Rainbow Rao is an amazing fiction writer, everyone should check her out, also a very lovely person, but she has just sort of internalize these characters as though they're real people that she knows and i think the artist Chris Anka has done the same thing and it just feels like she's truly telling us the story of their actual lives and Mm -hmm. everything they do feels authentic and uh, vibrant and real and matt wilson is a colored wizard and i don't understand how he's a human being sometimes there are issues where you look at what actually happens you like recount the plot And it sort of isn't anything. They just, they hung around the hostel and talked to each other. But it always feels so intense and there's so much emotional plot development going on. It just is unbeatable. And on several best comics of 2018 lists as of today. Yes, very cool. Well, that's
1: the sign of a really good writer and also artist Mm -hmm. is if you can have just a few people hanging out on a panel and, and it's still dynamic. Yeah, I think
3: I was reading like issue 11 and I was like, I don't think they've done anything in 11 <laughs> issues but I'm so interested yeah. and I was like how did she do that? It's yeah. like a cool magic trick that she did. That's a
2: sign of a really strong writer. Yeah,
3: everyone's very fashionable in that book, too. I'm
2: very jealous of everyone's wardrobe. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it takes work, too. Chris thinks very hard about everything that everyone is wearing, gives them brand new design logos. Carolina's Mm -hmm. wearing a lot of Van Dyne uh, (laughs) (laughs) athletic equipment. Pretty
1: great stuff. It is pretty inspiring. Actually, he sent me this one amazing, like all the ex-women, if you
0: will. I just stare at do it do every it, time right? I'm in your
3: office. I'm like, that's neat. I, well, every back, time I go in there,
0: I'm like, what if I cosplayed one of those characters? That's actually what I think every single time I've gone but in your amazing. office. it's amazing.
3: It's actually
1: out on the internet because Chris Anka did this a couple of years ago where it's like this lineup of all the ex-women in... The fashionista spins mm-hmm. on their actual costumes, and they're incredible. Yeah, and I want it to be like in a museum one day, and maybe there'll be like <laughs> some fashion show at a con using oh, those that would particular be so ones. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but it's that Google it. Like Google Chris Anka X Women, and you
3: guys will find it. It's so beautiful. And just follow him on Twitter to watch him draw all the beautiful things. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So, what about you, Alana? What is your the favorite things oh, uh, that you work on?
3: So, currently we just launched Ironheart, which was. A whole lot of work because there was a lot of pressure on that book mostly from ourselves because Tom and I were both working on it and we both oversaw Bendis and Diodato creating the character so we were under a tremendous pressure to like we got to get this right we have to get this right like we owe it to this character so you know the casting process was very long even getting the book out the door was a was a whole thing not because of e-viewing because she's a freaking superstar and i can't believe how quickly she's taken to comics she's already written through issue five and is starting on the second arc so
1: which by the way that's a rarity in comics guys yes <laughs> no one writes that doesn't that. happen
3: yeah. yeah and she just did it she was like here they are and i was like oh okay cool this is nice <laughs> so i'm really having a, a blast on that book i think she just understands the character so well and uh luciana vecchio who's our ongoing artist is just like He's just drawn such charming pages, and he just, he, again, has a huge passion for all the characters and is really making sure he gets it right. And she's finally she's sort of in her own new yes. armor, yes. which is fantastic. Yes, I love it. Very that purple much. in yes. it. Is. I'm 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 still waiting for like the her universe Riri hoodie. I'm like, where is it? Can I have it? Is there one, please? And yeah, I like I'm like we can buy a Spider Gwen one. But oh, where's is that my inside Riri Riri? knowledge? Can we have that? <laughs> I, I'm just willing it into the universe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really <laughs> hey, excited hey, to yeah. see
0: Casplayer as cast player because yes. over the over the summer and ever since she was introduced, like. So many amazing black women have Mm -hmm, done mm -hmm. these epic
1: costumes. So it's so great that she got her own book and that Eve is joining the Marvel family. Well, what's cool about that is like during the creative process, we were also trying to bring in Ironheart into Marvel Rising animation. Mm -hmm. And they were already in the development process and we were able to kind of pull from the ground up the the armor that was being built. So it literally is almost identical to what we have like – in animation is what is pulled directly from publishing so yeah it was really developed in in mind together which Mm -hmm, is really mm -hmm. a lot of fun but uh, yeah it was
3: stefano caselli who designed the new the new armor and also drew riri for a gajillion issues Mm -hmm. so he's he's fantastic Yes, it looks awesome.
1: Um and Eve, we should note, came in through recommendation, I believe through Ta-Nehisi, right?
3: Yeah, it was, I mean yeah. she's been
1: she's been sort of champ- wanting to write comics for a while, but Ta-Nehisi really recommended yeah, codes, I should say. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then I think she, you know, she was expressing interest in it and it seemed like there was something there and uh, we got the chance to meet with her while she was in New York and just talk to her for a while about the character and when she left me and Tom were both like it's her, like it has to be her. She just gets it. She just knows what it is, and so we pushed really hard for, like, this is the person, this is who needs to write RiRi, and I'm so, so glad it worked out as well as it did, and people seem to be liking it, so that was a true labor of love on all sides. Awesome, and shows, too. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. What else is on your... Um, still working away on West Coast Avengers with my A-Force buddy, Kelly Thompson, yeah. who I've, I've been trying to work with as consistently as possible <laughs> over well, the Kelly's past amazing. few years. Yeah, Kelly's great. Stefano Caselli wrapped up our first arc, which I think that issue came out maybe a couple of weeks ago. And Daniele Nicuolo is drawing our current arc, and he's fantastic. Uh, we've got Triona Farrell on colors, and for people who haven't checked it out yet, it's uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye's West Coast team that she's running with Clint, and it's, it's kind of like the, the Parks and Rec of the Marvel U. They're filming a reality show, and they're kind of disaster people, but they're doing their best, so that's been super fun to work on.
1: Yeah, and Kate, and Hawkeye, the Kate Bishop series, which we've talked a lot about on this podcast, even though that run ended, this is yeah. a great continuation. Yeah, this is really the, the
3: spiritual sequel yes. to that. And the, so. the idea came from the fact that Kelly had built such a world in that book that we didn't really want to let go of yet. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun on that book. Sweet. Any other uh, ones you want to give a shout out to? Well, I think these are in trades now, Mm -hmm. but uh, this year we did our Avengers Weekly, Avengers No Surrender, which we were talking about breakneck paces earlier. That was about as breakneck as I've ever worked because an issue had to come out every week and they did on time (laughs) every week. I don't know how we survived it uh, without throwing... 700 artists at it but I I'm really proud of how it turned out. I think our writing team which is now back for the upcoming Avengers Weekly which is Avengers No Road Home, they worked amazingly well together. We got so lucky with the people we cast on that. And the artists were all delightful and it's it's a fun thing to work on cuz everyone's on the same email chain just patting each other on the back and encouraging each other and it's a very it's a charming experience. So I recommend picking out that trade and also Quicksilver No Surrender, which followed up on that. Uh, I got to do a Quicksilver book finally, which I've wanted to do since I walked in the door. So I'm very happy. It's true. (laughs) true. I I I feel like
0: podcasts ago, like podcast podcasts ago, you were like, like, I want to do a Quicksilver book. Please,
3: please. And then so, you know, we wrote him out in a kind of desperate situation and no surrender. And I was like, can I bring him back? Can I do a series to bring him back? Is it time? Can I do it? Please, please, please. And they finally said, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So I got my Quicksilver series. And that was, that was a cool, such a cool
1: series. I mean, first of all, it was like another way where Saladin like surprised me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a different kind of way. Like, I, yeah. you know, I was very surprised. Like, it was very unexpected. But just like aesthetically. Yeah. And the fact that it was really mainly, especially that that first issue was just... Quicksilver. Yeah.
3: I I gave him a very big challenge on that book because the call with him was like, it's five issues. Only Quicksilver is in it. And he's like, are you sure there can't be someone else? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's cast away with Quicksilver. No one else is there. And he's like, but what's he going to do the whole time? I'm like, you tell me. I don't know. So... He rose to the challenge there, so
2: yeah, it was yeah. very, it was very, very well. Which is, it's that's a hard challenge. It is, it, very it well is. Done. So, um, I also want to talk about a couple series that I worked on that are also now out in trades. So it seems like a very long time yes. ago that they wrapped up, but <laughs> that's how the pace works here. I, I did a digital original that is now you can get as a physical object. A Spidey schools out, and that was written by John Barber, and the whole thing was drawn by Todd Nock and colored mm. by Rochelle Rosenberg. And it is a story that takes place in sort of the Spidey universe of Marvel where Peter Parker is a high school student and he goes to a Tony Stark science summer camp and deals with various classic Spider-Man villains and the Spidey version of them. It's just a a super fun Spidey story that the the whole team had a really great time working on because sort of... I think everyone's favorite Peter Parker is a high school Peter Parker on, <laughs> on some level. Uh, and teen anxiety and lots of action and pretty art. And I also took over, sort of at the very beginning of this year, Amazing Spider Man Renew Your Vows, which is a Jody Hauser, another like sort of sweet <laughs> classic version of Spidey where Peter Parker is a dad and his daughter, Annie Mae is learning how to be Spiderling the superhero. And we followed the family on sort of the end of their adventures from the first arc. But hopefully they come back someday. It was uh, a big thing for me to take over. Mm. It was a, a series that I've been going for a long time and sort of sad to usher it to the last <laughs> issue. But I'm I'm really proud of what everyone put together.
1: Mm. Great. So we're going to push you out of your comfort zones a little bit because – you work on all these books all the time, so they're, you're obviously biased. It's true. Right? Yes. <laughs> so why don't you tell us your recommendations on books outside of your purview that you guys have been reading and really enjoying?
3: Mm, do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> she, so this one... Kathleen's <laughs> like, thank God. She's like, please, <laughs> please. Uh, so this is in your office. I super, super love Chip Zdarsky's Spectacular Spider-Man, especially the Adam Kubert issues of it. Like, there was... One that was like diehard, but with Spider-Man and he had no suit and he was like trying to break out of an apartment building where people were trying to arrest him and he couldn't become Spidey because they'd find him. And I just, I think I came in the day after I read it and like slapped it down on Nick Slow's desk and I went, this is perfect. How did he do it? It's great. So I loved that issue. There was a great issue where he comes out with a secret identity to J. Jonah Jameson. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was great. And a huge thing to do for the Spidey mythology. like That was a pretty yeah. big step to take. And, of course, his his final wrap-up issue that he drew and colored was just super emotional and, and really, really wonderful. So that was... I, I really, really enjoyed reading that.
0: I yeah. mean, Chip is kind of the most amazing character. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's great. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys should follow him on Twitter. He's yes, expert. he's <laughs> a <great laughs> delight. He's a
3: delight.
1: So what else do you got? Any other,
3: Rex? um Venom, of course. Mm-hmm. Is better than Watchmen, I've been told. What? Uh, Who told wow. it Donny? Oh. Did Johnny? That's promoted. probably both. Did Donnie and say that? Ryan's- yeah. Wait, Did you miss this? <laughs> this was a whole thing. Yeah. No. Um. Yes. Yes. According to the people who've written it, it is better than Watchmen. According to people that they've heard talk about it, it's better than Watchmen. It's like their
1: mom. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> their moms are like,
3: it's better than Watchmen, right? Right, hon. Oh, wow. well, <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, I, I've always been a big fan of Venom, uh, and. It, it's just, I love Ryan Stegman, and it's so great to see him. He's always been fantastic, but I feel like he's got such a good partnership going on with Donnie, and it just shines in the art. You know, Frank Martin's colors have been amazing. The inking has been amazing. I think it's J.P. Meyer on that. It's a creative team at the top of their game, and it's a delight to see happen. And the other one is, is obviously Thor. Jason Aaron's Thor, I don't think has ever made a misstep ever in its whole time existing. And that has continued this year. So that's whenever we get it in our bundles, that's the first one I pick out if it's there that week.
1: So I just want to backtrack for a second yeah, yeah, yeah. and do a quick shout out to Donnie Cates on that. On uh-huh. So <laughs> he was a former intern of mine. Yes. So when I first started working at Marvel, I, didn't I, that. Yeah, I like to <laughs> remind people of that. This was now like 10 years ago. And he was, and I tell him, my worst intern
3: he was I think he agrees <laughs> I think I've heard him agree to that characterization
1: I was like did he like fall asleep at his desk he just was always constantly just it was just funny we always just like to give him a hard time because he was mm-hmm. so sweet and mm-hmm. very endearing just like so like loved comics so much mm-hmm. but like was really bad at writing solicit texts and I'd be like what is this Donnie <laughs> um but no he was he was just a very adorable awkward intern but it was It was the reason I bring it up. I want to embarrass him. I like embarrassing him. However, (laughs) I also like to. Just see how much people have evolved, and yeah, yeah. How much they've accomplished, and Donnie's doing a lot of work for us now. He is, he is, yes. So really happy for him. Yeah. And anyway, Kathleen, put you on the spot again. Yeah, yeah
2: here I am. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You've had plenty of time to prepare. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to pick up pick up Annie Alana's books? That's the question.
2: Well, we we sort of narrowly avoided each other because I, <laughs> I love all of those books too. But I think, I think we we just sort of dovetailed between yeah, yeah, my <laughs> favorite books. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is Mm. amazing. Yes, Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. It's always, like, again, one of the first books that I pick out to read in the bundle. Ryan North is so funny and so smart. And even in this year with Erica Henderson leaving and they put out some of the best issues that she's drawn ever, then Derek Charm came on doing the art and he's doing a great job. And he actually drew the silent issue, which I I loved Mm. to death and (laughs) thought was so expertly done. Just it's some real solid comic book <laughs> making, and and I think the funniest book that we do, Yeah, I think so, yeah, by a long side, yeah, yes. Uh. yes. <laughs> Many have tried, Many have but fewer Squirrel Girl. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's true. <laughs> The, the great thing about that comic is so many young kids pick it up because mm-hmm. at cons now there are all these people in Squirrel Girl costumes. It's kind of amazing because
3: it looks so comfy, you know, yeah. like it's <laughs> just a very, <laughs> a very comfy, comfy, comfy looking costume. Yeah. costume. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'd cosplay that. It looks nice. Yeah, <laughs> and you already have like you have like a
1: ready made seat, yeah. right?
3: Like yeah. with the tail and you and just pockets, sit down, like in pouches. So yeah,
1: and I love the Squirrel Girl is just. It's been around now for a few years, mm-hmm. and it was one of those comics and characters that we would sort of joke around about. It retreats to be like, oh, yeah, and then we'll bring back Squirrel Girl. And mm-hmm. like, and, and this, again, a very, very long time mm-hmm. ago. So to have this, this series out and it be so popular, and then just have also Squirrel Girl in so many iterations is pretty
3: awesome. Yeah. And she used to piss... She probably still does, but she used to piss people off a lot because yeah. of all the... Oh, she beat Thanos. She beat Doom. Oh, she beat everyone. Yeah. She's the strongest
0: person in the, and in so, the Marvel universe. So I,
3: I adore the fact that this series just leans full tilt into, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She definitely did. Oh, yeah. And you have to deal with that because yeah. she's here and she did it. So it's, it's, I think that's about the best thing they could have done with it because it's just delightful. So,
2: Powers of a squirrel and powers of a girl. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. So you, you got some more. I have some, some, some more. Sort yeah. of on the the other end of the spectrum is the Immortal Hulk, which mm. I, I think a lot of people love. It is incredible. I am just amazed by everything Al Ewing does. It's so ingenious and thoughtful. And like every take on a character is sort of different and specific. And the Immortal Hulk is like the... Perfect Marvel horror comic. There's a page in every single issue that I look at, and it's gorgeous. And I also sort of hide from people in the subway because I'm like, oh, there's guts <laughs> in here. And I there's don't know. a lot of guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like just horrifying and amazing. And I just react in the most non normal way because I'm so excited that we're doing it, mm-hmm. that we're really going for it. The plot surprises me every time and just beautifully, John. And I think. If you're not afraid of at least one <laughs> gloriously rendered page of Guts every issue, it's definitely
3: worth reading. Yeah, and he he loves Hulk so much. Yeah. Like, I think we went to him with, like, do you want to pitch on Hulk? And didn't realize quite how much he wanted to pitch on Hulk. And <laughs> apparently it was very, very much because, like, I can't get into specifics, but he turned down other projects to take on that book. And I was like, oh, I hope that pans out for him. And it clearly did. So it was a good choice. he's He's brilliant. In all
2: ways. So, yes. (laughs) And then uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, which is over, is a book that Alana worked on. uh, Tales of Suspense with Hawkeye and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. It was sort of, I think, a difficult feat to pull off in that you're bringing Black Widow back and sort of solving a problem, quote unquote, (laughs) that we made for ourselves (laughs) in Secret Empire. And it was just super fun and readable and I thought a good way to get two characters together that people want to see together but not always for a good reason like just put them in a book like well but there should be a reason (laughs) Um, and Matt Rosenberg did a great job writing something really fun and a good in and out kind of story yeah
3: that would have been on my list but I did so many books this year I forgot that was this year (laughs) I was like oh right yeah that was a blast so yeah
1: well reflecting on all the books that you guys have worked on and also maybe some of the books that you've read, but like what would you guys consider to be some of the challenges that you've had and also maybe some of the surprises uh, mm-hmm. that were unexpected?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it was really a uh, challenge and a surprise was the Defenders, the best defense crossover. I never really read any classic Defenders growing up, so I was kind of like, okay, I guess I'll do this book with all these guys who I'm, like, okay with. But then, you know, we cast Al Ewing, and as we've said, Al Ewing is brilliant. And then looped him in on a chain with all the other writers of it, which, uh, you know, Jason Latour and um, Jerry Duggan and Chips Adarski. we just kind of looped him in on an email chain together and just kind of let them go And I would keep checking back in and I'm like, oh, it got crazier. Cool. Like, and then I would check back in and Jason had done some crazy sketches and I'd be like, oh, it got even crazier. Neat. And even, you know, even at that stage, I was like, all right, this is fun. I don't know how into it I'm going to be, but this is fun. And then we started getting the lettering in for these things. And I was like, holy crap, these are really cool. Like, these are weird and cosmic and strange in a way that. We don't get to be all the time because sometimes we have to make comics for normal people who, like, don't want to see the universe spiraling apart. But this one was just, like, it's weird and unique and special, and I, I think everyone should check it out. It was a super hard challenge to wrangle so many creative teams on something that shipped Two issues a week and then back-to-back weeks. And that's Uh, still
1: coming out, right? Yeah, I think
3: the first four are out and it's just Defenders the Best Defense the wrap-up, which is left to come out, which is the Immortal Hulk team of Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. And it's some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen Joe Bennett draw. And he draws a mortal Hulk. So <laughs> like he basically begged us to let him pop off Hulk for a minute to draw this. And, and we did. And I'm so glad we did because it was bonkers. And it shows how into it he was. Awesome. And And as a just a. Pure delightful surprise, uh, we got to bring back Unstoppable Wasp this year, yes! uh, which is my baby. Nadia is another character that I was there for her creation, so I feel very protective of her, like I feel of Ironheart. And it was heartbreaking to see that first run come to an end because we loved it and we loved working on it. And then the trades did well enough that we were able to bring it back, and it's pretty miraculous because that doesn't happen a lot. So we've just been having a blast on that. Getting to live in her world again.
1: Yeah, and also it was one of those books where there were a lot of, I mean, it was getting a lot of critical acclaim um, and libraries associations Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. parents associations were just like loving the concept of it. And you guys do some really great stuff at the back of the book where you're... Yeah,
3: yeah. We interview real life scientists at the end of each issue and... I've had more than a few people tweet at me that, like, oh, my daughters want to be scientists after reading that, which, you know, could just be there to make me feel better. But I'm going to (laughs) pretend it's all true. And I've created 500 new scientists and they're going to cure cancer. Exactly 500. Yes. (laughs) Only 500. Maybe 500 and more. (laughs) Yeah, but but so that's, you know, you don't always get to feel like, like oh, my comics are doing any good in the world. And that one, I'm like, no, nah, I feel like that did something, and I'm very proud of it.
1: Yeah, and this this new run is also really powerful and important, too, yeah, so yeah. definitely check it out. Yes.
2: Kathleen, what do you got? So the biggest thing that I worked on this year came in the last half of the year, and it was challenging and surprising and exciting and everything at once, which was the Spider-Get-In, our big Spider-Office event which Nick Lowe would want me to pronounce as Spider and So now I've done that. <laughs> um, well done. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it was the follow-up to uh, Spider-Verse, which was sort of the big event that inspired the incredible movie. I mean, that got see, and everyone loves, if they have it's any great. case whatsoever. <laughs> um, so the idea is that we knew we were bringing back the villains from that e- event, the Inheritors, And then after that, we didn't really know what else was going to happen. This is sort of the seed of an idea that Dan Slott had years ago, but he did not have time to write it. He sort of barely had time to write the books that he was working on, it sounds like. Uh, (laughs) I mean, launching Fantastic Four is a huge thing. And then uh, Tony Stark is also a great book that we're putting out right now. And so Christos Gage came in and did a bunch of very heavy lifting, like figuring out what do they want? Where are we going? What do we get out of this? And it's an enormous, just an enormous story. And we're trying to bring in as many cool new spider characters as possible. There are multiple artists. Jorge Molina did a beautiful job. David Curiel colored every page of the main Spider-Get-In event, which is insane. (laughs) Yeah. And so it felt like a treadmill that we landed on while it was already moving just from <laughs> from launch to completion. How quickly um, did that ship? Was that It was just monthly Um, It seemed faster somehow. I feel like every time I went into your
3: office, it was like, I've got another issue. And I was like, oh, dang. (laughs)
2: Because we also did tie-ins. We did Uh, uh, The Vault of Spiders, which was an anthology two issues. And so that was one of the most fun things about the book because that's where people got to play around with weird spider characters. And I got to work with Nyla Magruder again on a short story about a spider bite character who's a, a college student who fights crime in the cyberverse verse as a spider person hmm. and we had spider's man a scary spider spider's guy spider's man is a lot spider's man <laughs> yeah he, he's a
3: he's a collection of spiders who think they're peter parker is that right yeah that's yeah. right yeah. i love comics yeah so the much. internet <laughs> had a lot of fun with <laughs> spider's man yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah and that's and that's like the beauty
1: i mean that was the beauty of spider verse really was like Dan slot kind of went insane mm-hmm. on creating all these different kinds of characters which by the way watch into the Spider Verse, yes, 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 yes. yes. because so it's amazing. It's probably one of like my favorite movies, like period. Like, not I got even... out of that, and I was like, "Is yeah. it my
3: favorite movie now?" Yeah, it might be.
1: It's amazing, yeah. and and what I love about it, not to sidebar too much, is that it's so true to comics mm-hmm. and comics creators. And I greatly appreciate yeah. the creative team behind it for having so much respect for the genre the medium. Mm-hmm. Anyway, would go off, but the coolest <laughs> thing is all these crazy characters. So I I am sure in one of the sequels for Spider Verse, I am
3: spiders, spider Right yeah.
1: Is going to be on there. I uh, I I, gar- I feel like I should put this down. Write <laughs> the date. Someone's <laughs> going to give me five dollars in right. five years.
3: I mean, I just want
0: a Peter Parker movie can I just get a Peter Parker movie? Just Spider-Ham. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, so yeah, no, that was definitely in the I feel like every single time I open up my bundle, which by the way is like all the comics we get for the week, there's like another spider in crossover yeah. like just slapped on one of the
2: comics. Yeah. <laughs> so nice work. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, the crossovers was another thing. I uh, edited Spider-Girls, which Jody Hauser also wrote and that was my first experience trying to edit an event tie-in and my first experience like firsthand. Seeing something that I had only seen secondhand, which is the editor on the series talking to the editor of the event, saying, But then what happens? Because I have to fit my story in between those stories. And I'm saying, Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) And I sit next to the person, and I also was working on the main event book. So it was a very difficult position to be in. Like, we got to make this story, it has to lead up to this thing. I don't know what that thing is but let's keep moving yeah Uh, events
3: are a lot they're a lot (laughs) they're a lot yeah
2: Yeah, that was my least
1: favorite part of working as an editor (laughs) I sympathize yeah one of
3: the first things I had to do when I get hired was they they had just launched secret wars so I was like oh okay (laughs) I guess I'm doing this so I feel like I've been doing yeah, yeah 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 it was like first day Tom was like oh we're destroying the Marvel universe and I was like for realsies though and he was like well, kind of. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I guess I'll find out eventually.
1: That is a really great introduction to Marvel, Yeah, though. Like, yeah. your first day, you're like, we're destroying the Marvel Universe. Well, kind of. Okay, <laughs> all right, got
3: it, got it. I'm yeah. on board. Uh, uh,
1: such a Tom Brieber thing.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he did not elaborate. He left me to, like, one. Well, that, that's also a very Tom like, Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, can you explain? No, no, no. No.
1: <laughs> so there have also been, I mean... Like speaking of all these kind of new experiences you've had and challenging experiences, amidst all of that, like you guys get to work with some really amazing creators who make the process a lot more fun and interesting. And then you know they end up becoming a lot of our friends too Mm -hmm. throughout the process. But any special creators that you want to highlight and talk about that you've worked with that people should check their work out?
3: You know, like I said, me and Kelly have been working together for a long time now and and this year we're working together on both West Coast Avengers and Jessica Jones and she also came on as an exclusive writer this year which I'm super proud of her like she's been hustling here for a long time and just turning in really stellar work from Hawkeye to A-Force to just everything she works on is is really fun and delightful and so you know she's she's been coming to retreats contributing a lot of really cool ideas for the future So I'm just, I'm super excited to see where she goes from here. Um, Yeah, and I think, again, Chip's lovely to work with. Al is a genius. And again, the guy we pull in to solve any problem because he'll just be like, oh yeah, I solved it. We're like, oh, okay, cool. You fixed all of Marvel continuity. That's neat that you did that in three lines. And it's been a delight to bring Eve Ewing on board. I really think she just gets it. There was a few... Like, with onboarding anyone from another medium, there's a few, like, you know, don't put so many panels, don't put so many lines, like, and she doesn't need to be told things twice, she's like, okay, got it, and then she just writes a brilliant comic, and it's been a very easy process, so... That's been great. And uh, Saladin Ahmed, also wonderful.
2: It is sort of amazing. Like every time I get to work with someone that I admired before I started working on the books or before I started working at Marvel, there's always a moment of trepidation like, oh, no, what if they're a jerk? But then <laughs> like uh, Mark Waid is a great example. I assisted on some issues of Doctor Strange this year. And he's just a super smart, super kind man. And that Doctor Strange book, I think, is really great. But a, f- a few people that I specifically want to talk about this year, I'm so excited that Shauna McGuire is working Ooh. for Marvel now. I feel, I think, probably disproportionately proud that I brought <laughs> her in. I read a short story she had written in a science fiction anthology and I thought to myself, this person should be writing the X-Men. Uh, and then I looked at her Twitter, which was basically like e- every three minutes, I should be writing the X-Men. <laughs> like, that sounds true. Um, and so I got to do this annual where we could pick our characters. I don't ever get to work on the X-Men. So I chose Kitty Pride and I hired Shannon right away and she did a great job. And we've put her on tons of stuff since then. And I hopefully there's just more around the corner. She... Did a very good X-Men Black issue about Mystique, which is super cool. If you have any interest in the Mystique character, I think it was the smartest take we've seen on her in a very long time. And she is the writer on Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Spider-Gwen.
3: Yeah, I feel like through the annual series this year and the in the what-ifs, there's a lot of really exciting new talent that's come on board this year that we didn't have last year, like Teenie Howard, Vita mm-hmm. Ayala, probably dozens more that I'm not remembering. But like, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what all of them do from here, because I think they all did well on their first outings. So
2: yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that we got to do those Mm one-shots. And sometimes as a a reader, they're easy to overlook, like anthologies and one-shots. But then you find out later on, like, that's where the next stars get their first chance to work with the big companies. And uh, even the editorial staff gets to try things. Yeah. Anybody else? yeah, Yeah. The other person I really wanted to talk about was Jed McKay. He had worked on the short story in the original Spider-Verse. And so Nick brought him back to do the follow-up of that, the Spider-Punk one-shot Edge of Spider-Geddon, which is another <laughs> book I edited as, well as Spider-Geddon. <laughs> and that was great. And it was so great that Nick gave him this Daughters of the Dragon digital mini. It's out on Comixology. You can read the first at least two issues now, maybe more. And it is just a blast. So much fun. Colleen and Misty, being pals and kung fu masters and shooting up goons <laughs> in Los Angeles. And it's just everything that you would want from Daughters of the Dragon. Like it's it's pulpy and full of action. And I, I'm very excited to see what he does next. He's working on some of the tie-ins to the Infinity War. There's the Black Panther character the infinity warps
1: <laughs> okay, so sidebar, yeah, infinity warps, I think are like the most fun thing that came out what came out of one of our retreats is, <laughs> is, is it's it was just a part of infinity wars, um, but basically these characters that are just a mix of some of our marvel characters, and so we got to do cool things, like Ghost Panther yeah. um, soldier Supreme, and yeah. And, uh,
3: What else is there? Yeah, Uh, weapon hex. Yes, they're pretty delightful. (laughs) It's definitely
1: like a nerd's dream. Iron
3: hammer. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I don't want to say all of them because we had a bunch of really good ideas that
3: we couldn't do. That we couldn't do. We had
1: to like whittle it down yeah, to like yeah. five or something. I think what was
3: it? They just they just kind of passed a list yeah. to our, our lawyer, and he was like, "Not nope. these for sure." <laughs> we were like, "Oh, okay, fine." <laughs> yeah, we had like fifty. Yeah, they, some of them were really good too. Yeah, they're super yeah. super
1: good. And um, anyway, it's a lot of fun. So <laughs> I like that. Okay, so many comics. So many. Right. So many writers. Uh, you guys have done such incredible work in the last year. I'm sure you're, like, really super ready to just relax, maybe take a nap.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. For,
1: like, five days.
0: The yes,
3: f- holiday vacation is yeah. very close. Yeah. I'm just like,
1: oh, soon, soon, I soon. like how you said five
0: days, but she's probably not joking. It's probably only five days. It's probably, like,
1: five <laughs> days. Because, you know, you know, we're we're putting out books until, like, the very, very end. Mm. But what about next year? Twin- Let's focus on 2019 and what you guys are excited about that's coming up that you're working on.
3: I'm I'm telling this to Sana, but Sana knows this already. <gasps> uh-huh. <laughs> Do you Surprise? Know well I would hope so. No. Um <laughs> so I'm I'm inheriting editorial duties on Ms. Marvel this year. What? Uh, which was a, a true honor because that book is incredible. So many people love it And I think we were really able to do characters like Ironheart and characters like Wasp and even the champions as well. Like so many of the books I work on are because Ms. Marvel hit so big and people love it so much. So I'm really excited to be taking that on. Saladin Ahmed is writing it. So my... My Quicksilver buddy, we're reuniting. And then Minkyu Jung, who is a, a super promising newer talent, he, he's coming on to do the interiors. I'm thrilled about him. And Ian Herring is staying on for colors to keep the world of Kamala looking rad. So I'm very excited to do that. And, and uh, very, very honored that I, I get to to have a, a part in Kamala's story. So
1: well, yeah. I'm really angry. No, yes. <laughs> you are like this is the first I'm hearing of. How this. dare you? <laughs> How did you steal it right out from
3: under You're me? You're so smart. <laughs>
1: um, no, I'm I'm actually really excited that Alana's coming on. You know, for me as an editor, and now I'm no longer editing, and I see all these incredible women coming into the fold and who are doing such awesome work. Of course, it's going to be sad to sign off. I'm no longer editing really any comics, which is really weird. But it makes sense. And I think it's time for like the next generation of creators and editors and everyone to come in and bring their own voice to the page and that's really what Marvel's what it's all about
3: yeah it'll be good
1: I hope yeah. <laughs> and
3: it's also the the five year anniversary of Miss Marvel Come on. yes, yes it's amazing
0: is. to think about how much time has passed but also doesn't seem like it has passed at all
1: <laughs> well a good transition is so uh, yeah. Alana's working on uh, the last official issue of Miss mm-hmm, Marvel mm-hmm. with Willow on it which is issue 38 which yes. falls on the five year anniversary of the it launch it
3: does it does and you pulled that Fact out of thin air in a meeting, and I was like, "Wow, she knows,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's got the date tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah. her body um, somewhere."
3: Yeah, so we're we're still formalizing all the talent lineup on it, but you know, Willow and uh, Nico Leone, the Ms. Marvel team that's been going for the past few years/slash months/slash a lot. Yeah, of it, I would say the last uh, like, year to two years at yeah, least. Yeah, they're they're kind of taking point on it, and then for the other segments of it, it's a lot of people who have been involved with Ms. Marvel or will be involved with Ms. Marvel in the coming years so I'm excited to see it come together I think it'll be a fun tribute to Kamala and her friends and her world so uh, and a nice farewell
1: to Willow yeah fantastic Mm -hmm.
2: Kathleen Uh, it's a natural segue a book I'm very excited about that will be continuing in the new year is Miles Morales Spider-Man also written by Saladin Ahmed drawn by Javier Garone who is the very sweetest man in comics (laughs) and absurdly talented we just read this book, a bunch of editors for our mm. sort of internal discussion group, and everyone agreed that Javier is like leveled up on yeah. this. Every page is gorgeous. Also, thanks to super colorist of Spider-Get and David <laughs> Curiel. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a trooper. He is like, <laughs> super trooper. <laughs> um, and uh Corey Pettit is lettering and he's basically lettered miles since the very beginning.
3: Yep. Uh, and cool.
2: and he's sort of has been able to chime in on some of our Emails saying, Well, I thought I remembered it this way, which is pretty (laughs) neat. Uh, But Saladin has a, a pitch document for Miles that I read and I just felt totally reassured about where we were going with it. I always I liked the other work that he had done at Marvel, but I feel like Miles is such a weird challenge to take on. He means so much to so many people, and he'd just been written by his creator for so many years. That it was hard to imagine what the right next thing to do was, and I think it's going to make everyone who wants to see more miles very happy.
1: I just realized Saladin is taking over from two writers who yeah co-created <laughs> these characters. He's, character. had, he's <laughs> having a bit of a scary year, but I think, yeah. I think
3: he's rising to the challenge. Yeah, de-
1: definitely no We're pressure like, hey, there. Hey Saladin,
3: no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: don't mess it up and make sure that these characters have a future.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Also, Kathleen, you put on your list Meet the Skrulls, which I'm also super excited for. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Meet the Skrulls is a mini so far. It's written by Robbie Thompson, who's currently writing Spider-Man Deadpool, which is a ton of fun. Uh, Robbie Thompson is also a lovely human being. And he's had this idea for Skrulls sort of as the Americans comic series for a while. Nico Amrishan is the artist, and he is incredible. I don't know how to tell you with words (laughs) how good he is. Everything is sort of painterly and beautiful, but also very clear storytelling, which is not easy to do to make something look like a gorgeous victorian wrought iron <laughs> colorful <laughs> lamp i don't know but then you could follow what's happening on the page so that launches in march and i think everyone should read all of it <laughs> <laughs> as we keep on saying continuously through this
0: podcast you guys put out so many amazing books and, you know, there's just a couple that I feel like are near and dear to Sana in my heart. Uh, one of them is Life of Captain Marvel, written by Margaret
1: Stoll. Drawn by Carlos Pacheco mm-hmm. and Margaret Sauvage. And then with some really incredible covers by Julian Tedesco. That is really good for the movie. that movie's coming out very, very soon. It's a great sort of overview of what Carol Danvers is all about. And also a way to look at her origin from a very different perspective. I don't want to give any more information besides that because I thought it was yeah. very beautiful. I mean, dense. it's
0: mm-hmm. very kind of made me cry a little bit. Um, issue five is actually on sale now, so and, and that wraps it up.
1: Yes, and then we've also got the new number one in January by um, Kelly Thompson and Carmen Carnero. Yes, yes, and Amanda Connor is doing some yeah. awesome. That first number covers, one cover, yeah.
0: Well, also the the character art out of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I literally saw that. Someone tagged me on it, and then I was like, but what if I cosplayed it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's
1: kind of amazing. Yeah. It is really amazing. We saw some of the designs uh, that are coming out of that series, and Kelly's doing a really kind of crazy, wonky, Mm -hmm. um, it feels like a video event to me, the way that she described it. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening with that, and it's the year of Captain Marvel, so lots to check out. And also, speaking of another breakout character, Shuri just had a launch of her own series this past year, which was really, I mean, it's only a couple of issues in, but it's really fantastic. Written by Nettie Akorafor, drawn by Leonardo Romero, who is also of Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Yeah, fame
3: Leah's the greatest he is the best I was very sad to part with him but I'm glad he's doing a really cool book <laughs> he
1: is feel, well it's interesting because it's a very different kind of book but it's yeah. still like it feels really great And man, those covers.
0: Those covers Mm. by Sam
3: Spratt. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're stunning.
0: I think the first one came out at a con, and I literally stopped what I was doing and, like, walked over to someone. I was like, did you see
1: this? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're stunning.
0: And he's a New York artist. He's based in Brooklyn. So
1: that's kind of amazing. Really, really beautiful. And then we've also, we brought back Domino this past year. And what was really cool is that Gail Simone, who has not worked for us in My God, very, very long time. But she's uh, wrote that series and drawn by David Baldione. And I believe that it's shifting to something else, right, Along Yes.
3: So they're wrapping up this Domino run and relaunching again with Gail and David as uh, Domino Hot Shots, which is her with an all-female Merc team, I believe. And it, it just looks to continue the fun and delight of the previous Domino series, which is just a blast. So, Yeah, it should be cool. Awesome. Well, that was just, I feel like, a little
0: bit like a dip, a toe <laughs> in the water of the comics we printed this year. Yeah. I know that Ryan over on This Week in Marvel is going to do a, a bigger wrap-up with C.B. Stabelski, editor-in-chief. So make sure you guys also check out that podcast and check out all of our comics. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. There's,
1: mm-hmm. But there's been just so many great new launches this past year and a lot of wrap-ups of really monumental yeah. runs, like yeah. Dan Slotz on Amazing Spider-Man yeah. and Mark Waid's on Captain America. So just... Make sure you, you know, whether it's Marvel Unlimited or just listening to Ryan's podcast, there's just a lot going on. And it's a great time for you to bundle up. And literally, literally
3: bundle and up by In a comics? fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was like, Where's this going? <laughs> the stacks
1: of comics. Well, bu- bundle up and read your comics, but then okay. you can actually use it to cover yourself once yes. you finish yeah. you because sh- you sh- there's a lot. The play on words with the English language, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do here so well. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, for all your awesome recommendations and for your very, very hard work.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Most Poppy. importantly,
1: yes, blood, sweat, and tears yes. that you put into every single page is very much felt in the great work that you guys put out. So Thank you.
3: It's
0: always amazing to have Alana and Kathleen join us on the podcast. So that was super great. Thanks to those ladies for talking comics.
1: And for letting us pull them out of their many books that they have
0: to get out this week. 2018 was such an amazing year for comics, but it's also a great year for Woman of Marvel. Yes, it was. We did it. I feel like we really were able to talk... And invite so many new people to this podcast. Plus, we added in the video element, and that was also kind of amazing. The ability. And stressful. And stressful. We had to put makeup on and eyelashes.
1: Even when I actually come in and put makeup on and make an effort and I decide I look terrible, it's still going to be Brandon's fault. <laughs> <laughs>
0: poor brandon google our audio awesome producer audio who's producer. really done a really good job this yes. year and also i want to give a shout out to persia who is our associate audio producer who listens to us jabber on but and makes some odd expressions at us but we've got a really <laughs> great team and i feel like it's allowed us to do some phenomenal episodes this year i feel like things that we've been talking about doing for almost five years because 2019 will be our fifth anniversary but like the thing that I feel was a, such an amazing moment was the tenth anniversary for Marvel Cinematic Universe for Marvel Studios to be able to talk to such wide group of women from the different spectrums who worked at Marvel Studios and on these films for you know the last ten or so years. That was a great episode. Um, and uh, I, also, we did the woman in gaming episode, yeah, which was also like one of those moments where I was sitting in the room and was listening to the podcast happen, and I was like, oh. I hope this happened.
1: And it's great because I think this past year we've been able to do podcasts like that where we are able to talk about things that we're obviously all very passionate about, but also where there's alignment in other industries in terms of what issues really affect us and what we're striving towards and what our mission statements are all about. So that's been pretty incredible and really just a far cry from that little closet where Judy and I used to record these podcasts. (laughs) It's like
0: drag you into that room. Back in the day. Should we throw
1: back to that? (laughs) Oh, God. There's probably some really bad sound clips of us. Literally bad because you probably couldn't hear us as well because now we have a whole new podcast space. I know, with tables and stuff. Stuff. Yes. Uh, but I think that
0: allows us, you know, to have the opportunity to think about things a little longer, uh, have a lo- a little bit more thoughtful conversations. Like a good example that came out of just something that was sort of just talking on the podcast. Sana, you suggested a hair episode because yeah. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers in the comic uh, went back to her long blonde hair and we had this conversation about hair. And from there, we invited Simone Missick from Marvel's Luke Cage to come join us to talk about hair and the importance of a- women,
1: yes, to talk about hair and Angelique Rocher, of course, yes. but really just about what hair meant in the context of identity, because we talk about identity a lot on this episode, but particularly how you know hair is incredibly important to developing characters in the Marvel universe and what it says about their superhero. Identity as well,
0: yeah. And Angelique also has something exciting coming up. Marvel's Runaway Season Two is coming out December twenty first, which is tomorrow, and streaming only on Hulu. Angelique and Lorraine host the Marvel's Runaway Season Two After Show podcast that's dropping all at once, also
1: tomorrow. Yeah, so some some cool stuff, and we we'll get to. And then, speaking of which, guess what I'm going to talk about, Judy?
0: Oh, I wonder. <laughs> is it Mar- actually, I feel like it was probably the one thing that we. Really put our heart and souls into this year. And I feel like it it really made a difference. I I guess for me, the amount of times that I was able to talk about this series, you should say what
1: it is Marvel Rising. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, we joke, we
0: joke that we talk about it all the time, but it's such a great series. Like the feature was so much fun. And, you know, I have the Squirrel Girl doll, I've played with it on camera.
1: Okay. I'm going to say something very serious for a minute, even though like it is a joke now that I talk about Marvel Rising all the time. The reason I talk about Marvel Rising all the time is because there is this idea out there that content like this does not work, that people do not want Marvel content that is female led, that is as sort of adorable and as cuddly as um, and still at the same time really aspiring and strong as what the series is is meant to be and I should note these characters have existed for quite some time in publishing and we want to really celebrate that in this animated series and I have to plug it because if we don't plug it then it's not going to get the support that it needs
0: I mean, I don't mind it. I love, it. I love the characters. <laughs> I like to hang out. We I got to hang out at the red carpet with all the amazing voice actors and talk about food they liked. <laughs> Clearly. Yes. This is things that are important to me.
1: And the awesome cast. The cast is amazing. I mean, we, they're so amazing. But we got to do our cool red carpet sort of a quote unquote red carpet rising press event, which was a lot of fun. But just another way that like I feel like the Women of Marvel has really come a long, long way. Yeah. I mean,
0: next year, twenty nineteen. Is a big year for many, many, many things, including Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel. You know, as a sort of a fan since her first issue came out so many years ago um, by Kelly Sue with the art drawn by Jamie McKelvey. I'm so excited! I've literally, I hope you guys are. I hope you're ready. (laughs) I definitely cried during the trailers. Not gonna lie.
1: Really, the I think where Women of Marvel began truly was when the Carol Corps showed up at those bigger women of Marvel events and expanded from there. And Kelly Sue was really big champion of that. And, I'm a champion of women of Marvel, so... Um... Well, I, what I think what's the great
0: thing about sort of Captain Marvel in 2019 is the, is the idea of the Carol Corps, as you mentioned, and the idea of community. You know, this year in 2018, we talked a lot about allies and the importance of allies within your own community. And so we want to keep on talking about that and talk about it in an overarching idea about a community coming together to help each other and also, you know, talk a little bit about the positive and, and maybe sometimes negative aspects of things like that.
1: I mean, we just had our, like, 2019 planning meeting, and guys, we've got some cool stuff going on. Lots of cool things. And it's a satisfying way to kind of end the year where you're like, we've accomplished a lot, but yet we still have so much more we want to do in 2019. And with that... Please make sure you guys reach out to us, whether it's on our respective Twitters. Yeah, yeah. Or emailing us at of at marvel.com. You got it. And, of course, uh, hashtag Women of Marvel if you want to tweet at the Marvel handle on Twitter. And then what else do we get?
0: Well, actually, I'm, I'm really interested in wondering what was your favorite episode? You know, was there something that we did this year that you really, really, really love that you want to keep on seeing? Get ready for Amazing Year in 2019. And thank you so much for following along to all of our new listeners, for joining us in 2018, and everyone who's been with us since the beginning. We will see you guys next year. This is Marvel,
1: your Women of Marvel Universe.